the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Today is going to be one of four, possibly even one of five, depending on how much you talk. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be on... The goals of life, according to the Vedic system, which is in accordance to the ancient Greek philosophy and the Spartan mind strength. And the concept basically is how to live a good life. Exactly. No matter who you are. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. Did you subscribe? Did you share? With everyone you know and don't don't know. know. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about the goals of life and they're coming from the Vedic philosophy. Yes. And it's a concept that is thousands of years old. Yes. And it's one of the things that uh, is taught at a lot of uh, yoga teacher trainings, the Mm -hmm. 200s, even uh, 500s, but not always. A lot of times people have never even heard of them. So this is something that I know we used to teach almost the first couple days. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about where they came from mm-hmm. and why it matters? Uh, they are coming from the Upanishads, the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita. Those are uh, main uh, fields of the Vedic system. Uh, they have nothing to do with religion. This is philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Upanishads is basically philosophy, exactly. right? Exactly. The Upanishads is philosophy. It's like a blueprint on how to live a successful life full of bliss, no matter who you are. And I, I know that I've read a lot with the Upanishads, and I've also read a lot with the uh, uh, Stoicism. Stoicism. Yes. And a lot of those things, they go together. It's yes. almost like the same author wrote several of them together. Because they were wise people with common sense. And it doesn't matter where you live or when you live. Uh, If you are smart and have common sense... It still works. It still works, exactly. So we're going to be discussing them through the concept that was brought here by... Swami Vivekananda. And I know we've talked about them in the past, but mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast, can you give a little bit of info of who he was and why it matters? Uh, Swami Vivekananda was born, just to give you an idea, in uh, 1863, and uh, he passed on in 1902. So he didn't even make it to 40 years old. Uh, He was uh, somebody that was uh, born and raised in India, extremely well educated, and uh, was chosen uh, from his people, his teachers, whatever, to bring yoga to the West. And when you say yoga, it's not the poses. No, it's not the poses. It's not a religion. It's the philosophy it's the way of thinking and i know there's there's i'm gonna jump a little bit depending on what teacher you have how many yogas actually are there oh my god the tons yeah. tons tons so you have hatha which is the movement you have uh 
Oh, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. You okay, you mean how many types of yeah. yoga? Like, yeah, you have Hatha, which is the physical, and there are all sorts of modern interpretations of it. But then there is Karma Yoga, which is doing service. There is Bhakti Yoga, which is uh, chanting, worship. Uh, there is Gyana Yoga, which is the yoga of knowledge. Uh, there is Raja Yoga, which is the most important of all. And Raja Yoga is the way of thinking, the yoga of the mind. Okay, and that's... And that's what Swami Vivekananda was teaching, the yoga of the mind. He and also wrote... His, his book is a red Raja, book, yes. and it's called Raja Yoga. Raja Yoga, and, and it's the yoga of the mind. Yep. And his book I've seen on... They're hard to get, yes. but if you do see one, they're well worth getting, because there was one that was on... On uh, Amazon for what two three hundred dollars? Yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, yep. it goes through phases. Yeah. So, but you want the red one if exactly. you're going to buy it, not the other ones. And we'll put a link in there, not for the two three hundred dollar one, no, but uh, how to get them. No, this should be like yep. fifteen dollars. Yep. Uh, but there are a lot of short versions of it or different interpretations that are not accurate. Yes. And so we're going to be talking about the goals through the Raja Yoga, through Vivekananda. Exactly, through Swami Vivekananda. And actually, Swami Vivekananda uh, was one of his greatest moments of uh, teaching was uh, in Chicago uh, at the uh, meeting of the parliaments in 1893, the world leaders. And uh, that's where everybody got introduced to the real concept of yoga without all the mysticism and the fluff and the foofoo-ness. Because he's been quoted many times that if it's mysticism, if it takes away your power, if it uh, does all these things, run from it because it's not true. If exactly. they give you a scarf, get away from them. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, it, it's, pre it's pretty amazing. Anything that weakens you, uh, yes. run away from it. Yep. And actually, that was a quote I seen yesterday oh. uh, Some on uh, Instagram. Somebody posted that. Exactly. So, go ahead. So, the four goals of life actually give us a blueprint, a way to be constantly evaluating our life in order to make wise decisions. And that blueprint, again, it's not, it's not exact, it's a blueprint. That's why it can be implemented no matter who you are. And the Sanskrit term for the four goals of life is Purusha Artha. And Purusha means the self, the higher uh -huh. self, and Artha is that which we are striving and um, interestingly enough, one of the four goals of life that we'll talk about next time is also called Arta. And, uh, so it can be a little confusing. So it can be a little bit confusing. But for now, all we need to remember is that it's a blueprint that we can use to be evaluating our life in order to be thriving. It is that which you strive for, but in order to thrive, because the higher self is mm -hmm. thriving. The lower self is striving. 
they're it's just surviving exactly the lower self the, just wants to survive exactly the lower self is just surviving mm. exactly you know so when we say higher self think thriving okay what is the first goal the first goal is dharma and uh, dharma is a word that is being used a lot like most people who are uh, who have you know taken self-improvement classes whatever you know of course yoga classes they they throw around the word dharma uh and Dharma, at first glance... I actually remember there was a TV show and <laughs> yes. her name was Dharma. I loved that TV show. I thought it was awesome. Wow, does that say how old I am? You anyway, <laughs> uh, so Dharma is um, a lot of people translate it as our purpose uh, or our duty. So I just like to say that it is our purpose and duty to go on break right now, and we'll be right back to discuss Dharma. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. Dharma. It's not just our purpose. Yes. Can you go into that a little bit more? Uh, dharma uh, actually is uh, truth. But the truth is not one size fits all. Like we've mentioned before, the truth is personal, contemporary, and relative. It is the truth depending on who you are as part of your community. So every person's dharma is different. And also our dharma changes as we age and we have multiple dharmas at the same time. Because yeah. I remember when I was first taught about dharma, it's like, okay, your dharma is to be a yoga teacher. And yeah. that's it. And so it was taught to me like on one thing. Yes. It, what, they never brought it into the concept that, you know, to your parents, your dharma is to be a, a kid. To your brothers and sisters, your dharma is to be a good brother or a good sister. To your employees or your who, uh, yeah. who works for you or yeah. who you work for, you have different dharmas. Exactly. So each one is different. So it always was difficult for me to wrap my brain around yes. what dharma meant until we started really going in depth. In modern in modern words, when we say, "Oh, put on," I'm gonna put on my engineering hat right now, or I'm gonna put on my uh, gardener's hat right now. That's it's saying, I'm going to do my dharma for this purpose. purpose. So you can have dharma for the earth. 
Exactly. And you can have dharma for the animals, the plants, the people, so everything. The you bees, have a, yep. so the bad. <laughs> Each thing is a different dharma. Exactly, yes. So dharma, actually, one of the Upanishads, the Brihadaranyaka, if you didn't understand the name, don't worry about it. It's going to be in the notes. You're not missing anything. But one of the texts says... Therefore, when a man speaks the truth, they say he speaks the Dharma. And if he speaks Dharma, they say he speaks the truth. For both are one. Uh-huh. As long as you remain true to your higher self for that moment in time, you are doing your Dharma. So each second, your dharma can change. Exactly, exactly. The, each second, that, that's actually very uh, brilliant that you brought up of right course. now. <laughs> yes. Uh, each second, your dharma can change. And each second, your dharma should change because you're not the same person. And who was that? That was actually... Heraclitus. Yes. Heraclitus, an ancient Greek philosopher, a great Stoic, says uh, no one uh, steps into the same river twice because it's not the same river and it's not the same person. And the, the only constant is change, change eternal change, uh, and w- which takes us to... The truth is different for everybody and it changes all the time. But what happens is there are so many memes, so many stereotypes, so many false images in our society that make us forget our dharma and make us have to live someone else's dharma. And I know that... They limit us. Yes. And so I also remember that there's something about uh, doing the wrong dharma or doing the wrong dharma for yourself is actually, it, what it's is a that? Sin. It, yeah. it, it's a sin. And yeah. it, it goes into uh, doing perfect dharma that's not yours. Yes, yes. yes. In the Bhagavad Gita. Yes, that's, that's the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. In the Bhagavad Gita, it says, better your own dharma through imperfect than the dharma of another done perfectly. So that says basically, don't be somebody else. Yes, don't try to be somebody else. Stay true to your higher self. And it is not, what is important is to do whatever you are, you were meant to do as good as possible following the economy of action also following truth and following following knowledge and truth and without and without emotions so you want to be actually technically involved without being emotionally invested and i know there's a lot of arguments in the world right now going this way that way all these different things but what we're losing is also and this is a stoicism and it's also upanishads is uh that uh uh by saying 
something you disagree with. If somebody says something you disagree with, you're allowed to accept that. Yes. Without... It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without having to accept it. And people aren't doing that anymore. Exactly. Yes. There is too much... We are too emotionally invested without being technically involved, which means it technically involved means you use your knowledge, you use your skills to create, to develop for your community. Emotionally invested means that if somebody disagrees with you, you take it personal because it's hurting your feelings. And you can't have that. You can't have that in when you want to be part of a community. Because that creates wedges and that exactly. creates fights. Exactly. And that, that obscures your thinking process. Then your, your heart and your mind are not in alignment. And that's huge. That, that's, a, that, that's one of our greatest faults uh, today that our heart and our mind are not aligned. Where else would you like to take the Dharma? Uh, the, 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 uh, the other uh, major point of uh, Dharma, uh, according to the Upanishads, is that in, in order to find your truth, to know your truth, you have to have a faith in yourself and a faith in a higher power if you do not have a faith in yourself if you feel inadequate if you feel weak you won't be able to know what your dharma is in order to perform it and a lot of the disagreement of the a lot of the issues in today's world where we said our heart and our mind are not aligned is because we don't have a faith in ourselves. We are not confident that we are part of something greater, that we are made according to a, a greater image. And uh, what Swami Vivekananda said is that the greatest religion is to be true to our own nature, have a faith in ourselves. If we do not exist, how can God or the higher power exist or anybody else? And we're going to leave it at that because we got to keep it under 20 minutes. And I just want to say that uh, this also can go toward Yoga Alliance Continuing Education and also APNA, Apna continuing, continuing Education. education. But say your bye-bye now. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste Kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, Please give us a rating, a review, or both, and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.